We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Why did we lose Steppy? I don't know if we lost Steppy. I mean, we are... he's he's in audience now. <sighs> All right. Hello, hello, hello there. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I, my name is Ayit. I am Stefan. And I am Jen. And welcome to another episode of Thule Squadron Radio. And so we goes. Another successful intro. Ish. Wasn't it? <laughs> another <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> Another happy landing. Another happy no. landing, indeed. <laughs> no worries, we're still flying half a podcast. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We are still broadcasting half a podcast. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, it's been four weeks. Uh, we didn't actually know when we recorded last time that uh, that we would take a break, but apparently we did. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's not because either of the three of us were lazy, obviously. It was just that uh, the editor came down with a caseification, so we couldn't release, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're also, I, I, I've at least been on vacation as well, so been hard with the scheduling. True. Mm -hmm. And I just started my vacation uh, last week. Nice. So. I still have... The remaining of this week and next week before I go on vacation. Mm. All right. So, so how are you guys? I think I am. I'm pretty good. Uh, I mean, um, I'm actually playing like X-wing things. I've been very much enjoying the uh, the sort of narrative thing that. Uh, Ryan Farmer has been doing over on Fly Better uh, with oh. sort of custom-ish missions, sort of loosely inspired by the existing scenarios, but but tweaked just a bit, and then with with special squad building, and it's actually kind of fun. Oh, um, cool. that, that sounded like I was very surprised that it would be, but I mean, <laughs> it turns out X-wing is a pretty fun game, and yeah. I think, I mean. I am playing the bad guys, so you know the rebels, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and my, my my playing partner Christian is playing uh, the good guys, but right, um, but it's 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 really weird that when you boil the game down and take away all the upgrades because you don't have a lot of upgrades typically, then you know I'm just like oh I'm just flying a Y wing. It has an R four astromech and a dorsal turret. I wonder what mm. I can do with that. And it's like mm. I free and doesn't have an ability. And that's actually fun. Yeah. You don't need all the bells and whistles? 
No, I mean, it just, it, 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 I don't know what it is, but it feels like um, there is a harder, uh, I need to work harder in order to make sure that I get value out of this. And I have, in some ways, I am more open in like what I can do, the approaches I can do to get value out of this Y-Wing as the example, because there's not like, oh, uh, what I need to do is to get a lock to fire these torpedoes, or what I need to do is to get to a place where I can dump this chaff cloud. And, right. and my opponent knows that that's what that ship is going to do, and I know that, that that's what that's going to do. And if I succeed in doing all my things with all my ships at the right moment, then I probably win. Here, it's much more like it's the ultimate toolbox because they don't have any tools. <laughs> it just got a few red dice and uh, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, an so arc, it's, and, it's a and good you can puzzle rotate. to solve. Yeah, and it's it's a different puzzle because you actually have less tools to solve the puzzle, but the puzzle is much more open ended in some ways. Right. Yeah. Obviously, there's still the objectives that will sort of to some degree, give away what I'm probably going to do. Um, and since what I'm playing against on the other side is also not like crazy bonkers, then it sort of just means that sort of the core of the game seems to be there. I find it very enjoyable. I mean, don't get me wrong. I also had another game where I flew like two fully loaded decimators and a vermeil. Um, and they had all the things they could do. And that was also very fun. But the variety, I think, really worked out for me. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. Just a lot of uh, stuff to do, even during right. my summer break. And, uh, and, uh, my, and of course, Nexus has had their summer sale, which means that um, getting games in there has not exactly been an option because they at least for the first week they just take over the entire gaming room yeah and and then you know as they the sale goes on i think it's ended now right uh mm, probably yeah uh, then you know the, they open up some more tables but i think for example the bigger tables were there was like one big table the last time i checked and it had a warhammer oh so you know, for 40k player on it, you know, and so in person play is becoming exceedingly rare. Um, but I have been trying to keep up on TTS, but I'm mainly playing 2.0, uh, through the legacy points and right. the, the practice leaks there. But, uh, I am really hoping that whoever winds up in charge of those 2.0 things step up their game OP wise and put out like a proper tournament, like online tournaments. Yeah. Uh, Cause those practice. Be yeah. Because those practice tournaments there, you know, it's a, it, it's pretty much the same player pool. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and because they're labeled practice leaks, you know, uh, you're, you're bringing funsy squad. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, I will, I'm bringing, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing 2.0 or 2.6, everyone's bringing the ISB instigators, uh, oh. infiltrators, Jinkoists. and uh, Jinkoists, sorry, yeah, I'm, uh, I think the infiltrators are in Imperial Assault, 
and <laughs> you know <laughs> and you know and and I brought two of those with uh, with Dead Man Switch, which was immense fun, but that's not, of course, when you blow up half the board, dying, you know, you're not winning any games, so, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to enter try-hard mode. And I kind of wanted to try out that narrative thing that you were talking about, the flybacker yeah. thing, but I kind of, uh, you know, I I didn't really... The first I saw of it and the special squad builder that they made was like 30 minutes before I was supposed to be in Nexus playing my opponent, which was a little bit too late to say to him, hey, would you mind creating a, a rebel or imperialist using this? Yeah. You know. I'm so... assuming you would tell him to make a rebel list. Because you well, are no, no. a jinguist. I am a jinguist, but at the same time, you know, I I like to I like to pride myself on at least attempting to fly every faction if that's what someone else needs. For example, like when we were doing XTC last year, I was doing a lot of the sparring with, you know, people who were, you know, who were getting the harder matchups just to help them prepare for what you know, what yeah. they might yeah. face. So so, you know, if if I Flying against a dude who really wants to fly the Imperials, then sure, I'll I'll grab the rebels. But and I I didn't get to, you know can you drop in at any moment or is it you know sort of you're yeah you can in? just drop in. I mean uh, yeah and, and and you can either uh, they release like I think they released the first one and then it was like a two week thing and then they moved to a, like a one week where there's a new mission every week. And mm -hmm. then you report back your score, uh, but oh, yeah. how you did doesn't affect how next week goes. How okay. your faction did affects how next week goes. So, so I'm like the rebels won the first round. So in the second round, uh, they got to vote all the all the rebel winners or all the rebels mm. got to vote on like, well, what do I? Uh, what new ships do we want? So we all wanted U-Wings and we all wanted Ion Torpedoes, so we got that. Uh, One, but, but the Empire and, also got something. And yeah. and even the Rebels who lost the first week still got these things in the second week. And all the things are still online, so you can start over from round one. And right. obviously it doesn't matter for you to report your matches until you catch up, if you all catch right. up. So yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's fun. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's cool. Good. That's that's cool. And you know, and maybe you know, Ed, if you have the time, maybe we could try this out sometime. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. love to. Um, I'm going out of town for a week. All right. But after that, I'm game. All right. That that should fit my schedule nicely as well. And I and I think, and I think this will go to the theme that we will also talk about later in the podcast. I think mm -hmm. one consequence of sort of narrative things and this goes for this as well as you know battle of yavin and other things is that i think an important part of the enjoyment is to sort of let go just a little bit at least on that not on your competitive mindset because you're still playing a game you're still playing to win mm. but understand that the narrative is there and sometimes in a narrative format, 
both sides don't have an equal chance to win. Mm. Right? It's not these narratives, especially yeah. the ones that farmers making where he's releasing one every week, right? They are not going to be put through hundreds of playtesting games to be balanced. Right. Yeah. But... So it's you're just you're playing them for the joy of, you know, playing the game and you're obviously mm. doing your best. And you might be going into it and saying, Well, I'm this seems like I'm down uh this week and uh, spoiler your opponent might say the same thing but uh, but i'm darn gonna do my best because i don't want those imps to win or at least i'm going down fighting or whatever right yeah I, uh, one question though uh you know you you touched upon it so the imperials get stuff too so so farmer is conscious about you know the sort of snowball effect yes of you know that that you know you want to reward the, the winning side, but you can't have it be like so that oh they won the first matchup, so basically every week from here on is going to be a rebel curb stomp. Yeah, I mean the rebels won the first matchup. They got, uh, I think they got like three things. So they got the U wing, and mm-hmm. they got the iron torpedo and a few other upgrades to sort of go on these. Uh, and then they got like plus one loadout points on every ship in all the right, future cool. on all the existing ships. Um, nice. But the Empire was like, ah, you failed. Uh, we're going to dispatch some strikers to you, mm-hmm. headed up by pure Sabak. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, no. and the second week was, I don't actually know the final result, but I think it was, at least it was very, very close. But I think the Empire just barely tipped it over. Okay. Um, and so so I, I haven't actually seen what, what happened in, in week three. I'm scheduled to play like two days from now or something. But I guess I, I got some new stuff. Um, and then sometimes things goes away. Like in the first week, uh, it was ruled that all the Black Squadron Aces that the Empire had access to in squad building, they were just dead. Uh, and I think maybe the rebels lost week two because now all the gold squadron, all the the Y wings I enjoyed, the cheap Y wings are gone, but now we got Nora instead. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. So it is sort of fun. There's a lot of things that are limited. Like actually, most of the upgrades are limited. Like you have one R four droid. You can't just put R four on everybody, and. Uh, there's a lot in the squad building that also doesn't necessarily make sense from a normal competitive mindset because it's more about you have very limited choices. Like I can bring a generic X-wing, but I only but I but I, I, the first one I bring I might be able to get at four points, but this the next one which is like a red squadron right, but the next one which is worse in every way will cost me five and it's just a blue squadron and it has less loadout than the red squadron. And it's worse, but it's one point more expensive. So I'm going to, oh, maybe I brought the X-Wings I need. Now I'm going to go bring, you know, like this and this and that. Um, so it's the squad building is, it doesn't make sense necessarily, but it's it becomes even more of a like, oh, what is the best combination of all these things, given these weird rules where you're just, they're not easy to min-max. Um, yeah. So I uh, can only really recommend it. Um, 
So, yeah. Sweet, 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 sweet. Sounds really good. Can't wait to try it out. Okay. Um, yeah, but otherwise, on the docket for tonight, we have uh, the main topic, probably being the the discussion on one what happened on the mini extravaganza. And right. then we're going to dip in and talk a little bit about uh, GSP Malachor. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe a little bit about uh, what is the meta doing and why is it doing it? Um, and if you're still around by then, Stevi, because I know you might have to go, then mm -hmm. there is in particular one Imperial list that I'm going to cover under the pick of the litter that I think All you right. will find amazingly fun. All right. But there's also so a good rebel to... list that we will find fun. All right. And I have so to stay for that. Yeah, well, and then after the show, we'll do a live game. No, just kidding. No. We'll stream a game. No, just kidding. Um, okay, well, yeah, that sounds great. Uh don't you wanna just lead us into the big old news? Let's dive in. Then let's dive in. So I just made random notes, so uh, I'm sorry if the, the order is sort of more or less as they streamed them. Uh, yeah. I've merged in some of the reveals that came in the... They they had like their announcement stream, and then they later they actually played uh, Battle of Yavin. And uh, I think both these are probably still available on Twitch, and when they're done with those, I'm sure they will put them on their YouTube as well before they, they do the two-week expiry. Maybe they've already done so. I haven't checked. Um, but uh, and it was fun to see the Yavin game, I would say. Uh, I would, however, like, you know how they sometimes say, like, viewer violence, viewer discretion is advised. Mm -hmm. And here, <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would just say, like, if you really like that the rules are always followed and that maneuvers are executed very uh, um, precisely, then... Mm -hmm. Then, then maybe you will be upset by watching that Yavin game. That's yeah. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, it was especially fun when their boss just cheated, and everybody knew she cheated. And they were just like, "Yeah, okay, we each get one cheat." <laughs> they were very <laughs> casual about it. Uh, but yeah. So um, yeah. initially, they started by talking about like the whole process, and it was sort of like a little bit of a look back. I think we talked about this, Aid. I don't remember if it was on the cast, but when we're talking about like, okay, what would we want to see in this panel or, or the announcement thing? And mm. I was like, I would really like them to see them sort of look back in a little bit and, and, and talk about what has happened. And there we sort of learned, like there was this statement that you can sort of, you can take it positively or you can be very worried about it. And, yeah, where they said, we are committed to diving in and becoming good at the game mechanics and ensure that the game thrives. Uh, so, I mean, it's good that they're committed, right? Right. I think it's also good that they realize that they don't like know all the game mechanics off the top of their head. Um, it's It can also be a little worrying, I guess, but I mean, that's where we are. Um, I'm biting my tongue. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, they also said that the changes to 2.5 uh, 
which they have fully embraced that name now, uh, turned from a simple two-week process to a much more extensive change, which I think mm. we sort of knew, and that probably also explained why they were very sort of upbeat, like, oh, we're only going to tweak a little bit on the last mini extravaganza last year in September. Mm. And then it just kept on giving, or mm. how you want to put um, it. Yes. Uh, then they said that they have previously, they've been very sort of on the, on the side of, we aim to balance perfectly, so we don't have to ever balance again. Uh, and now they are sort of more in the camp of saying, well, when the community cannot identify a counter to a dominant list or to some problem, balance problem, then we will step in with a change. And I mean, I guess we've seen that, so that is fine. Then they went on to talk about, uh, please just interrupt me if, if you want to comment on anything, because I'm just going to mm. go. There's a lot of text here in the beginning, and then we'll get to the yeah, comments. Yeah. So we're doing fine. Uh, then they started talking about the scenario packs in general and, and talked about what they wanted to achieve with them. And they were like, we want to do the more narrative stuff with those. We want to dive into the iconic battles. Um, and then they talked a little bit about standard builds because I think there's a lot of people who are like, ah, where are they going with this? Uh, for mm. better or for worse, right? And they mentioned that it makes it easier for new players uh, to sort of get a, a decent build going when they don't really know what everything is and what is good. Uh, but it's also, they were like, it's it can also be good for experienced players who just wants to play a good game and don't really have a list and just want to throw something together on the way out of the door. So it is like a, a quick play version. Um, they talked about how they did, as they did more and more standard builds, they find more, they found more design space than they expected to do. Um, so yeah. And, and then they told yeah. about the stream they did later and said that they would play Yavin as a 2v2 setup. I don't know if that is explicitly in the rules. I, they just split the ships between them and they were like one experienced guy on each team and one that was like very sort of much, very much a, a new guy. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> ah, but I mean, noob. a very noobish person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they started about talking about Battle of Yavin and talking about all the different standard loadouts and uh, and they were like, well, Luke, it was easy to put Torps, R2D2 and Instinctive Aim on him. And I mean, that was like the iconic Yavin Luke. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then they added this attack speed thing and, and hope because it was like the Rebels' most desperate hours. So there was a lot of sort of narrative things there. But then we got into the reveal. Um, so, uh, Steppy, since we are here to enjoy your voice, do you have the show notes? Mm -hmm. No, I do not. <laughs> well done. Okay, then I guess I've been, do we wanna, I've been searching do we my touch on the standards before been, we go into the. Uh... I've been I've been searching my inbox for. Okay. It. I, I've sent you a link. And, and okay, okay, okay. Chat. There we go. Uh, what are you saying, Ed? 
Do you want to touch on the standards as a concept or do you want to just let it flow naturally as we go? I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think we could, we could sort of, uh, after we talked about Yavin, we could sort of circle back and, and talk about standard in general. Like then we All went right. through a few examples, mm -hmm. maybe. All right, let's do that. Okay, so, uh, but Aid, why don't you do Hull Auckland? Yeah. So we've got a standard loadout Y-Wing piloted by Hull Auckland. And the stats on the Y-Wing are the same and, uh, and the action bar. And he's got, as a pilot ability, he's got during the system phase, if there are no enemy ships uh, at range 1 to 2, you may recover one charge on any upgrade. Nice. And then it has like a sh chassis ability, Hope. After another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, you may perform focus or a boost action. Oh, so, yeah. yeah so basically hopeful. Except yeah. it works on all friendly ships, even if they are, yeah, non-limited. Non-limited, but who flies non-limited ships? So uh. yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. So embedded in this standard card, we've got a few upgrades. He's got a dorsal turret turret mm -hmm. <laughs> with the attack value of three. I think they clarified that as a mistake. All right. So all right. So maybe they'll errata that. For a two or two, mm -hmm. uh, and add the rotate action to your action bar. Okay, so they get a white rotate. Um, and they also have an advanced proton torpedoes with right. one, charge, and this guy can recover it. Oh, yes. If he's clear of enemy ships, then he can just recover it on an upgrade. He wasn't. It won't even get a disarm. Yeah. And then he has an astromech called Precise Astromech. After you perform an action, you may spend one charge to perform a red target lock action. Nice. And that one has two charges. Yeah, he can also use the ship ability to recover those charges, by the way. Yeah. He is a monster. Yeah. I mean, uh, you don't want to go range one to this guy. So, uh, what's his name again? Hall Auto Include. I mean, Auckland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hall, he's, got a, he's got a very nice middle include. name there. Include. Uh, Hall, Hall Include, middle name Auto. Yeah. 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 And he's I4, though. So, I mean, yeah, that's I guess a, that's, uh, that's That's, that's fine. Good. Double modded at advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, it's okay. That is yeah. a four. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, without preventing, preempting the whole what makes standard sort of feasible is somebody like this, right? Uh, I mean, if you look at the precise astromech, for instance, yeah, I don't mm -hmm. see that thing coming as a separate card. That would be no. dumb. Yeah, uh, maybe with one charge. I mean, it's not something that you can't find in. Is it Mandalore optics? But at least it has yeah. like certain range restriction and things. Uh, and I'm not even sure that Hull Auckland with this pilot ability 
would not be broken if he had been a standard pilot. Like if you could put regular proton torpedoes on him. Yeah. That he would, would not... be much, much worse, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. At least you have to get into the thick of it where you can be punished back. Yeah, and in or the thick of it, you kill. cannot use your 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 reload ability, uh, etc. Sure. Right? Actually, uh, getting to a point where there are no enemy ships at range one to two in an objective-based game is not completely trivial. I mean. Mm. I guess if you're positioned correctly, you can maybe just K turn out and then recover it on the start of the next turn. But then you have yeah. to get back to range one for, to fire the proton torpedoes. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, um, this guy has a target on his back. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, if you see it across from you in a. Just a regular game. I mean, uh, yeah. the zone control this guy will give you is uh, enormous. Yeah. And I think, and, as far as the trench goes, I mean, I don't think you want to put him down in the trench. I think you just want to nuke TIE fighters with those advanced proton torpedoes. Or, you know, Vaders. Yeah, yeah. even Vaders. Even Vader's yeah. got to be afraid of getting getting that one in. Mm -hmm. yep. So, shall we do? Uh, I haven't thought about this, but we maybe we can do a bit uh, a quick like how many squad points is this? All right. Uh, oh, uh, um, eighteen. Do, do we have any reference? <laughs> we have no friend. I mean, Dutch is four. Dutch is four. Well, for with, with enough loadout to to take it yeah ben and our free i guess he'll probably be a four i mean i mean you need to slap down a lot of ships for Yavin. um i mean i think this this would be competitive in normal scenarios at four uh it could be five i don't know but yeah it's probably four <laughs> It, It'll it, probably be pushed to five after it's wrecked faces. <laughs> it it will be it will be banned after three months, so no worries. Oh, okay, that's fine. But then we need a lot of new cards if if most of them are banned. <laughs> it's going to be like the new meta, and then three months in, <laughs> all of it will be banned. <laughs> okay, so Steppy, do you want to do the King of the Mustache? Bigs. Oh, well, that was my Luke impersonation when they meet at the Avon station. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the Battle of Yavin Big Starklighter uh, is a three. During the system phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range one. If you do, treat your initiative as equal to the chosen ship's initiative until the end of the activation phase. Hmm, that doesn't sound very bixy. But fear not, because after uh, one of his uh, abilities in the standard loadout is selfless. While another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 defense, before the neutralized result st steps, if you're in the attack arc, you may suffer one crit damage to cancel one crit result, yes, as he that, did that, in the movie. So, so that's a record of selfless. Yes. But I think his ability is essentially like swarm tactics, but for movement yeah. instead of for shooting. Yeah. 
so he so, can hang out with his buddies and not get in the way. Yeah, he he flies he flies with Luke and Wedge, and 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 you know and hangs in there. And then when Vader is going to nuke Luke, he he selflessly takes the shot and gets uh, uh, nuked into the uh, other world. True. Uh, he. He also has a uh, attack speed and proton torpedoes uh, in order to be able to do the attack if he ends up being the dude in the trench. And then he has his uh, droid R2-F2 uh, who has, after you reveal your dial, you may spend a charge and gain one disarm token to recover one shield. So basically R2-F2 in the Bix variety is just a regular old R2 droid. And the only reason he's named R2-F2 is because that's what he was named canonically. Yeah. And the R2-F2 yeah. makes up ants, so... Yeah. And he has hope as well. That means if somebody's oh, yeah, yeah, like like boost. Like all of them. Uh, like all yeah. of the rebels, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How we... yeah, but R2... Attack speed is after you fully execute a three or four maneuver, you may oh, perform yeah, yeah. a boost using the one forward template. This, this is not, is an, not action, an action, and there are no foils. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and all the free X wings, so Biggs, Luke, uh, Wedge, and Wedge have this. Uh, and if there are other X wings, I assume there is, then they yeah. will probably also have it. The Y wings don't have attack speed; they only have the hope. Are, are are there are there not also you know Garvin Jack Porkins and the third I, dude? I, I think so. I don't remember the full list, but there is like ten or eleven ships per faction. All right. And I think we've seen like free Y wings and free X wings so far. Mm -hmm. um, so and how, yeah, right. So there's yeah. probably two more X wings and two more Y wings. Obviously. Yeah. And then you have a pipped selfless. Did we mention that? Yeah, I think that is another sort of printing error. It was quite fun, actually, because they have, like, uh, the cards they showed when they did the stream were different from the cards they showed when they when they played the game. Mm. So, I mm. mean, it seemed like that it was just old art that had gotten in there by mistake. But, I mm -hmm. mean, let's see what gets printed. But yeah. at least we know that this is like there's some other things like the loop they showed all of a sudden has this this is not an action thing noted mm -hmm. on the attack speed and uh, he didn't in the first reveal so and it's not really necessary to write because it's it's quite clear from the text by an experienced player at least that it is not an action because mm -hmm. it says you may perform a boost it doesn't say you may perform a boost action mm -hmm. right. Okay, then so I, I, I sort of... Even if you do the turn or three talent roll turnaround, you can do the boost. No, because it's not a free straight. No, it's... It, it only works oh, it's for only three, straight. three and oh, four right, straights. Right. Straights, okay. So this is, this is mostly, I think, for use in the trench. Yes. All right. Uh, so we had... I have one more rebel that i just wanted to do it was not revealed in this stream but it was shown in the demo game and that is dex tyree Ooh. you know the first y-wing to die lost lost tyree lost touch 
Yeah, last Tyree, yeah. last Dutch. They came from mm. behind. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. It. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, we forgot to we forgot to talk about uh, how many points will this Bix be? All right. Um, let's see. I think he's a five pointer. Five. Mm, sure. I mean, that's I think a safe bet. Bix uh, normally is a five with eighteen loadout points. Yeah. But I don't know if this is this. This Bix ability just turns them into an I three with moves with can move at a higher initiative and shoot torpedoes yeah. because it also means that he he locks at a higher initiative, which is actually quite important. Uh, but the regular Bix is like way more supportive than this one. If you can get his ability to proc, I don't know. I don't think he's not like a crazy five pointer, but it would be weird if he was four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be weird, weird. But they need to sell shit. No, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so we have Dex Tyree here. He's I2, regular Y-Wing stats. Uh, while you defend, if there's at least one other friendly ship at range zero to one, you may roll one additional defense die. Ooh, nice. Uh, then he has a dorsal turret, advanced proton torpedoes, and an R4 astromech and hope. Okay. The dorsal turret is uh, has a attack value of two in this card. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I am thinking that this could be a four point Y wing. Yeah, he doesn't seem all that special, you know. Compared to, others. oh, he's he's uh, he's at least firmly in the four, if not lower. Uh, yeah. While uh, Hall Auto include Lund is a four and maybe a five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think they will be careful with Hall and make him a five, but mm, who knows? Actually, really? we, we could we could look at. <laughs> what the devs were playing and say, well, we know that the Rebel player flew these seven ships, so what, at what cost would they add up to 35? But who knows? Yeah, but let's not again. go there. That is not, especially not suited for visual media, I think. Oh, also, you, you know, we, we don't even know if they know how to, you know, list build properly based on the way they fly. Sorry, I had to say it's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking uh, <laughs> it for granted that they built to 35. No, no, no. no. I mean, they might, uh, they, that might, there's many other decisions like what do we want to show off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. We got to have Luke in there. I, I really like to have like three Y wings or something like, like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, uh, they, so. they, they went heavily for theme. Like, yeah. uh, they did choose not to have pops in there, which is, I think, uh, the Y-Wing we have seen spoiled before, and they had Hall Oakland instead. Uh, mm -hmm. Pops is actually the one that goes with the Lost lost Tyree, Lost Dutch. Yeah. Line. And has people coming from behind. Yes. And cannot <clears throat> handle all those coming from behind. 
<laughs> Especially the big black ones. Anyway. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Ed, why don't you take us into the first Imperial pilot here? All right. In the Thailand, we've got Backstabber. Woohoo! Um, so. He's back. Yeah, and he's stabbing. He's from behind. I, I I just hear him with like George Costanza voice going, "I'm back, baby." You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, his text reads: Why perform a primary attack if a friendly Darth Vader or Molar Mythal is in your side arcs? Mm-hmm. Add range zero to one. Roll one atti- additional attack die. Mm-hmm. So he gets three red dice if he's got Mauler or Vader with him on his flanks. Yeah, so this is one of Vader's wingmen. Yeah. This is the so dude I... that goes, look out! <laughs> A.K.A. the worst wingman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got, some, we've got a loadout on this card. So, uh, we've got Crackshot. Alright. And that's just a basic Crackshot with one charge. Yep. Uh, we've got Disciplined. Mm-hmm. And after another friendly ship at range yeah. zero 03 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has Disciplined upgrade, you may perform target lock or barrel action. So that's also just a normal Disciplined, right? And yeah. we'll probably yes. proc quite a bit in the scenario play, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It absolutely will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the TIE Fighters just keep coming, right? And and all of them are pipped, so you know they're all limited. So. Yeah. Um. So and also, uh, backstabber is wielding afterburners. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Boost action, even well stress to charges, speed three to five. Yeah, just the normal afterburners. The normal afterburners, and he's I five. Yeah. And normal stat line of two three three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's worth noting that this would also work with the regular Vader or even Defender Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the regular Mola. Yeah, like so. There's some utility there, and I think that if he can sort of, if you can sort of consistently get him to to the free dice, then having Crackshot and Disciplined and Burners. It's like a really good TIE fighter at this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this dude. In basically, when this pack is out, uh, I'm I'm making lists with this dude, right, left, and center. Well, and <clears throat> I think you know which other ships I'll well, be bringing. Yes. Well, he should be center since he's <laughs> since his abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about his <laughs> well, I'll he'll he'll be on the left hand side, and Mauler will be on the right hand side, uh, and I think you all know who will be right in, be in the middle. So, how many yeah. points is this guy? Is yeah, is three um, of four, right? Yeah, it's three in the current. Three's price, a little right? cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. but they are they're, they're all a little cheap. Well, Hull yeah. Runner is four. Mm. Yeah. But then again, the, I mean, the normal molar is free. The loadout on on this guy is how is what? How many points? Is like ten? 
No, it's... Oh yeah, Afterburner's got a, got put up to 10, so that is very expensive. Discipline is 2, yeah, Interaction so is 3, um, so it's actually 15. Yeah, 15. But uh, there is no TIE Fighter with that much loadout in the normal pool. So, so he's, a, he's a 4, basically, just to yeah, account I, I, for I his loadout. So. Yeah, he, yeah. Sh he, he should be, but I would unfortunately not be too, too surprised if he was free. All right. Because I don't yeah. think I don't think even though Burners is put up to ten, that is just mostly to counter abuse. Uh, I don't think Burners is the most crazy thing on a Tie Fighter. I mean, compared to a lot of other places where you can use it to hit harder. Mm -hmm. right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, can I? <laughs> uh, historically, X Wing has had terrible terrible decisions around extra red dice so this will probably be a terrible decision and and price that three yeah well and then we won't see it in three months time yeah <laughs> true so uh steppy uh, does your religion prevent you from reading the next card uh no but <laughs> but it but it but it will probably make me do a lot of snarky comments while i read it that's fine that's all fine. right <sighs> Sigma 4, a limited pilot flying some ship we know as the TIE Interceptor that was conveniently parked there right next to Yavin. Yes. Outside of camera range. Um, after you perform a barrel roll action, you may spend a charge, and it comes with two charges on top of its regular TIE Interceptor things. So you can do a barrel, you spend a charge, and you do a boost action. So basically, he gets to do a double reposition in the action phase because uh, this interceptor doesn't have the... I forget. Uh, it has the sensitive controls, the system phase movement. Yeah, it doesn't have auto thrusters, it is called. Yeah. And to add to the... Add to the overpoweredness of this, it also has Disciplined, which, as we d discussed before, will proc a lot. And then it has Primed Thrusters. So it can basically do barrel roll and boost actions even while stressed, as long as the stress tokens don't go over two. So yeah, which also means I would... that he can also use his pilot ability in the system phase with sensitive control. Yeah. 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 So basically, we have a ship that can double reposition in e either the system phase, right? No, it yeah. it can. No, it can just it. Yeah, it can do a red barrel. Yeah, I'm and then it doesn't. Do it. Need, yeah, uh, and and it can do it even if it has a stress token. It can then clear that stress through a blue and still be stressed, and then do a boost if it needs to. You know, it, it's it's an edge case, but you know, it there's a lot of maneuverability there yeah it's kind of complicated because the order of action is uh yeah um, yeah because but, to get, do the pilot ability you have to do mm -hmm. the barrel first yeah in the system phase you have to do a boost or a barrel yeah if you do a barrel then you can also do a boost but you can't do a boost and then a barrel yeah so so yeah it it, it they can do a lot. And then, because of the prime thrusters, even if they're stressed, uh, their discipline will still work. Um, yeah. 
people have found that's that. That's a good combo. So that's that's a good combo. That's a good card, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, part of their discipline will work, right? They can use discipline to barrel roll. They can't use yeah, discipline yeah, yeah. to target lock. Yeah, but sure. the but yeah. the but the thing is that very often when you put discipline on like interceptors and stuff, you find out at the crucial moment of discipline death that uh you've stressed half your list and there's maybe yeah. one ship that can do <laughs> do the stuff yeah, that you exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like True. And and then you shout out loudly a word that rhymes with duck. Yeah. So mm. he's I four, how many points do you think he'll be? How many how much is the reference point? I would say he's five points, right? I think it's four. Yeah, I think it's four. I mean uh the those are I fours. Saber squadrons are four points with three loadouts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at so, least four. And I think like four points, yeah. and things are four, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, is Nash and those guys still four? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nash and Nash is four, yeah. yeah. Turfaneer is four. Gorn yeah, four. The, 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 the vast majority of them are fours. So I guess this, you know, I guess this would fall neatly into place with yeah. like the Saber Squadrons. I mean, the ability, the things he can do is kind of comparable to Turfaneer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a four and got nine loadout. So that fits. Yeah. Basically, I, it's Turfaneer. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, again, about how that loadout is spent. Like, uh, mm-hmm. because you, you don't just choose here. Right, you don't you don't go out maneuver or trick shot or something that might be more useful for your list. Um, yeah, not that this is bad at all. I think it's it's fine no. if 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 yeah. that's the kind of interceptor you need. But it's still like a free hull four point two. So okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's an interceptor with prime thrusters, and you can't get prime thrusters on interceptors. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I would also have to point out uh, that uh, it's kind of fun, I think, that they are called, they're from Sigma Squadron. Mm-hmm. Because the, under, the only other Sigma Squadron we have in the game are the Phantoms. Yep. So maybe it is some kind of testing unit. Mm-hmm. Not to induce your rage, Steppy. But... <laughs> I'm just saying, but maybe at least it, there's maybe. that. Maybe yeah. it's just the commercial but, name of the parking garage all the shit was in. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I I I think we already did a whole podcast where I voiced my skepticism to use the polite term <laughs> over over this heresy that the interceptors are there. Yeah, true. And and you but know. let's look at more interceptors. All the interceptors, by the way, I think in this entire pack are I four. Yeah. Uh, so we also have Sigma Seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Sigma Seven can says uh, more or less regular stats has an extra hull, uh, which right. is interesting. Um, and during the system phase, you may spend one charge to acquire a lock on an enemy ship at range zero to one. Okay. And uh, this is the correct card. They showed a different card where it just says you may. Sp- 
spend a charge to acquire a lock on the defender. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knew who the defender were during the system phase, but they had this fixed for the next game a few hours later, so so it's probably worth right. Hello. What? hello. Well hello there. I just I just wanted to say hi. I saw you guys were recording. It's the Geasley. <laughs> a wild Geasley yes. has appeared. You still in mm -hmm. Spain, right? Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. It's very hot here. Is it as hot as an interceptor that can just spend a charge to acquire a lock on an enemy ship at range zero to one? It's one. equally hot. Equally hot. Okay. But yeah, yeah but but that means it's it's like flaming, flaming hot, right? Flaming, flaming hot. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'll just finish this, then I will come back to you, Gisli. Uh, so he has uh, two charges, non-recurring, and then he has sensitive controls. He was I-4, and then he just has like regular marksmanship and fire control system. So the fire control system sort of combos in, but otherwise quite low loadout, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, quite a good ability, I think. Yeah, quite a good ability that can uh, happen twice, but can be an advantage for the whole game if you're uh, hunting the same target the whole game. True. Because of the control system. Yeah, but it is sort of like, uh, it's probably more likely to be like burst damage and you need to throw him in there, right? Because it's only range zero to one. I think this is another four pointer. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a four pointer. If the one, uh, if the sigma sigma four is four points, this one is not five, at least. <laughs> no, but on the other hand, he does have one extra hall. Oh right, extra hall. Ah, I mean, the rest of the loadout is light, so that's probably why they put in the extra hall. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. All right. All right. Isli, do you have anything to add? No, no, no. I I don't even have the show notes open. I'm just I'm just on my phone, so I just wanted to say hello. It was nothing. Have... I mean it's it it's quite late and and yeah. I just came in. Yeah, but, but uh... I'm drinking beer. Okay, but then you'll oh. fit right in. Um, yep. you just feel free to, to add in whenever you want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will probably leave in a few minutes, but just wanted to say hi. What are you talking about, by the way? Are you talking about the new, like, uh, new standard, uh, st standard loadout currency? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about all the things that was revealed, basically, in the mini extravaganza, but we're sort of in the middle of Yavin and the revealed pilots right now. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been out of it completely, basically, for the past four weeks. So... That is nice. But yeah, I hope I hope you bring the editor back with you because that will be an episode. Oh, oh yeah, I will I will I will smash him with the head when when I arrive. Okay. But Ed, why don't you tell us about an I six Tie Fighter that can break the world? Wow. That's a 234 TIE Fighter. Another hull upgrade in there. 
Uh, and like you said, it's do, nice do you want to be banned? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and, and this particular Isaac's pilot is Dark Curse. He's back. He's back. Dark Curse? Oh, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His yeah, he was I6 and I1 as well. Oh, uh, in, in, sorry. In 1.0, but he's I6 now. Yeah. Sorry, okay. since you are talking about Dark Curse and I just joined you and Dark Curse was a 1.0 and you all have already talked about interceptors. Are we getting Carner Jackson? No. No. Man. No, I think we do. We have seen the list and the only interceptors we are getting has, is named Sigma and a number and then Aiden, which we mm-hmm. talked about, I think, two shows ago or something. I remember Aiden. Okay. Okay. One can hope. One can hope. <laughs> One All can right. hope. Continue. On that, on that hope, uh, Dark Curse's ability is while you defend, the attacker's dice cannot be modified. It's so hot. And, yeah. And Dark Curse has Ruthless and Precision Iron Engine upgrade with yeah. two charges. Yeah. So, very simple, but I mean, in a game, like in Yavin, when you know that this Luke Skywalker guy is probably going to turn up, Mm -hmm. then, you know, locking his dice mods and having Ruthless sounds like a terrific, fun way to consistently damage Luke. Yeah. And... And your I6 on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I6 TIE Fighter. All right. So is this going to be... It almost has to be four points, doesn't it? Yeah. Just, just so. from the yeah. initiative or pilot skill alone, I think. And yeah, then... I mean, it's not a lot a four, of loadout. A four-point TIE Fighter. Oof. I mean, how runners for? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but his his effect is so compounding. I yeah. don't know if they're gonna push it to four. Mm. I guess he could be free. Yeah, I mean, I can see all the tie fighters just being threes. Yeah. But then again, how much discount? Is yeah. you gonna give to those pilots? We don't. We don't know, right? No, no, we don't know if if they're gonna dif- give discounts to standard cards. No. Um, well, they they did say that. No, I don't think they, they said that they would consistently discount. They said that it was possible that they would discount, yeah, like sure. because they could take away all the abusive upgrades that would normally push the the upgrade combinations that would normally push the the value up. They could take them away, mm-hmm. and then they could sell it at a lower cost, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, here, it, this one has pretty much the things you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then again, it's still just the two dice gun, right? Yeah, sure. it is. Yeah. Sure, but it has ruthless, so it's a quite good two point gun, but you're still like taking away uh, whole results from your. Yourself and 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 it has the hull upgrade. Mm-hmm. It has four hull. So, speaking of people who have the hull upgrade, do you want to do the next one, Stubby? 
Yeah, I, I would love to do the next one. It's smaller methyl. Uh, my third favorite pilot in this pack. Uh, while you perform a primary attack, if a friendly Darth Vader or Backstabber is in your side arcs at range 0 to 1, roll one additional dice. So let's compare that to the Backstabber one. It's basically exactly the same, apart from the fact that for some reason uh, Darth Vader and Backstabber have their names bolted on Mauler Methyl's pilot skill and not yeah. on Backstabber. Uh, but it's the same. Um, it's exactly the same, and him and Backstapper have the same uh, pilot number, but as you pointed out, Mauler has a hull upgrade. He also has a Predator. While you perform a pre primary attack, if the Defender is in your bullseye, you may re-roll one attack dice, and the Afterburner, same as Dark Curse. Yeah. Yeah, no, so same as back, Backstapper, I mean. Backstabber. So we got so, a Crackshot and Disciplined on Backstabber, and, and Predator, predator. on, and predator, on, on predator, Mauler. Predator on hull upgrade on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Predator holograte on, on Mauler. So yeah. All right. Just please don't price these guys at two. Oh, I mean they're not gonna <laughs> but I mean even at three it is kinda scary. Yeah. Because if you then take Mauler, Backstabber, and a Vader, then even if you take like the standard Vader in the X one, which is like what, seven, eight? Is he eight now? Seven? I think he's only seven, right? Steppy. I think seven. I will check. I will make check for you, my friend. Uh, seven points, 21 loadouts. Okay, so for 13 points, you have a Vader and these two free dice TIE Fighters. And then you still have seven points left, so that's two Jingoists and then another three-point TIE, I guess. Like that curse. Sure. That'll be somewhat done. Or you could go with the interceptors. Okay, then we have uh, the two scenario cards. I'm just going to skip those a little bit and talk a little bit more about what the scenarios is about. Like, um, they obviously said, well, we need to find a way to build a trends and it was hard for them to make it mean something. So what they ended up doing was that there's essentially it comes with like a cardboard trench that is the same width as the table. It is then placed according to the demo game, like, I don't know, like range free from the Imperial side, but across the thing. And mm -hmm. then at any point you can enter the trench but when you enter the trench, you get a unique condition card. So you can only have one rebel ship in the trench at the time. And it's actually only rebels that can enter the trench. Um, but people can still shoot at things in the trench. So you still get that sort of shooting things. Um, you block the ships that are in the trench? Yeah, you can also block the ships that are in the trench, which I'm, I'm, I can be somewhat concerned that... AMG will discover that blocking as an emerging mechanic might be rediscovered for Battle of the Island. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like a really good strategy to block the thing in the trench. Yeah. Um, especially because there's like a turn limit for this game. And I mean, for once, the turn limit makes more sense than it ever has. 
because you know I mean, the Death Star is closing yeah. in on Yavin, right? Um, exactly. But basically, so you, I think you you can get this condition card if you overlap like the middle of the trench with a rebel ship and there's not already a rebel ship in there mm -hmm. and uh, when you then get this condition you get a lock on the exhaust port regardless of range this lock cannot be broken or removed until this condition is removed and you can spend it only to reroll attack die during attacking the exhaust port or you could spend right. it to recover force charges. So before, <laughs> Luke turning before, off his yeah, before attacking, <laughs> you can spend your lock to recover all your inactive force charges. I don't think that will be a good strategy, but let's see. While you're in the trench, you're sort of placed at the far end of the trench, regardless of where you enter it. I don't know if you can enter it everywhere. I think you can. And then it's just mm. sort of, oh. well, you're always like a bolt width away. Just set at the very end of uh, start of the trench, and the exhaust pod mm -hmm. is at the other end. While you're in there, you can only go straight. And if for some reason you can't go straight, you gain a deplete and execute a two straight anyway. Um, you cannot move or be moved except by executing your maneuver or performing a straight boost. Um, okay. If you're executing a red maneuver, during the check difficulty step, gain one deplete instead of a stress. I guess that's for Y wings where their four straight is yeah. red. Yeah. Um, and then it, when you defend, if the attacker is not overlapping the trench, then you get uh, an additional defense die. So it actually makes sense for like Vader to get right on, on in your back and try to sort of. Yeah. Follow the trench so you don't get that additional green. Uh, while you're in the trench, you always engage in initiative zero. Uh, you can only attack the exhaust pod with proton torpedoes or advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, and after you, after you attack the exhaust pod, mm. or if your maneuver would cause you to leave the play area, you must exit the trench. And during the exit, during the end phase, you may choose to exit the trench. So, like, if you're a, I don't know, wedge that gets a damaged engine, um, you can't do any good back there, and cannot do any good back there, then, yeah. So okay, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, and I and I don't think you cannot enter the trench until like turn four or something. So there are some rules beyond what it says on the condition card. Yeah, but uh, I also don't. I think they said, but I didn't quite get like how difficult is the shot. Uh, what mm -hmm. I picked up was that you had to have two crits, which sounds right. dumb. Uh, but but I mean, the target I, is only two meters wide. Yes, that's why you need two crits. Mm -hmm. And one crit for each meter. And you get one of them from your your mods, uh, your your torps yeah. itself. But you have to roll one, but I guess you can then like save one hit that you convert and then re-roll the rest of the dice and hope to to roll another mm -hmm. one. I don't know. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is that 
the empire sets aside part of his force that comes in later. So classically, you would set aside Vader and uh, Muller and Backstabber. Muller and Backstabber, mm-hmm. and then at like turn three or whatever, I think it's the turn before they can enter the trench. You can deploy anywhere that is not within range three of. Uh, you just deploy in the system phase and set your dials. And then you can deploy anywhere that is beyond range free of an enemy ship, like at any board edge. Um, and then finally, we have, of course, the Falcon. And mm-hmm. uh, at setup, you place that, but for that, we have the Yahoo con- condition. Okay. And at the start of the place forces, you assign this condition to a friendly large ship. Which I guess means Han Solo. Uh, yeah, uh, why don't they just say to the Millennium Falcon? You know, or you know, are they, are, did they say that you know you could list build differently? That you could bring a different? You know, can you bring the Ghost? Or I you know, guess you. I mean, I think they were very sort of open for well, do what you want. I mean, if you want to fly mm-hmm. an alternate reality where this is Persistence versus First Order over mm-hmm. the Death Star free, then you do that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, obviously they, they haven't tested for that. And mm-hmm. maybe there is a, a version where you have free list building and I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You need to have a you need to have a torpedo in order to enter the trench. So there's some restrictions there. Mm-hmm. Every rebel ship has torpedoes, I think, except the yeah. Falcon. But anyway, yeah. so you put Han there in reserve. Mm-hmm. And when you place, which I think you can do from round, no, okay, it goes like this. You start in reserve. When you are eventually placed, you must be placed beyond range one of enemy ships. Mm-hmm. And then at the start of engagement, if a friendly ship has been assigned the attack run condition, you may be placed anywhere in the play area beyond range one of enemy ship. Then mm-hmm. you gain a strain token and a focus token. And right. then you engage at initiative seven on the turn you enter the play area. Right. So you can deploy as soon as they enter the trench, or you can wait. Mm-hmm. You can wait until Vader has smoked all of your wingmen. Yes, and there's only Luke left. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and and then you I have you now and all of that, and then he comes in. And engages at initiative one on the turn you enter the player. Yeah. So, and I mean, and this is like, I think we talked about it before. Like, this is like a 35 point game, but mm. it starts very much with a dogfight. And I think, yeah. Uh, without spoiling, I mean, they did say that they thought the game was maybe a little hard for the Rebels to win. But I mean, that's thematic, I guess. I mean, <laughs> That's precisely what it's supposed to be like. I mean, we, that he, <laughs> they, you know, it's supposed to be impossible according to the briefing, and uh, you know, Han shouts, "That's a million to one shot," and all of that. You know, it's supposed to be hard for the rebels, so that it's an accomplishment when you blow up the Death Star. Yeah, and you I know. think, given the length of the trench, that the distance mm. you have to cover before you can you know, shoot your proton torpedoes, then mm-hmm. you are spending at least three turns in the trench. Yeah. Four if you're using advanced proton torpedoes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even five if you're Y-Wing. Yeah. Uh, because you don't have the attack speed yeah. thing. And, and, and the Y-Wings have advanced protons, so they have to be in range one of the target, I assume. Yeah. So Whereas I, the I, X-Wings I, can be a little bit further out. Yeah. But I think it it means that since you can only have one ship at the trench at a time, mm. and if it is, uh, I think, a 12-round game, mm-hmm. then I think you have to be very lucky to get two full attack runs in. Yeah. I'm... I mean, obviously, if you lose a ship, like the, the, the turn after it enters the trench, then you might be able to get in another one. But I think you're. It would be a rare game if there's more than one torpedo fired at the at the exhaust port. And yeah, and th- this will actually come into what I wanted to say in my sort of criticism of this scenario design later. But mm. I, I I feel that one of the reasons, although it's kind of silly to be arguing canon from a film like it's you know historical battles and war, but I mean. The reason they go in threes in these attack runs is precisely not because the other two are just supposed to be holding off or you know being cannon fodder, but to also if 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 the lead gets shot out, then one of the other two can attempt a shot. Yeah, you know, so you have three attempts per run rather than yeah. you know po- uh, possibly three attempts at a run rather than just one dude going through a really narrow trench you know uh, you know it 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 seems that maybe if it's too hard on the rebels it's because they've set these design parameters on the trench that don't really fit in with the movie itself and you know it it kind of you know I, I i did vent the bit before the show yeah, yeah. Yeah, about okay about this design and I understand you know you have to make sacrifices and stuff like that but it seems like if the play balance is that you know you can only get like one or maybe two runs because you can only have a single ship in there you know it 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 seems like they are making it unnecessarily hard on them by not you know using the film more as a source then yeah if if you know what i mean i think yeah but but if you go in with luke He's got the forever defensive mods, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you fly bigs close to him. And and wedge, you know. No, I mean just bigs. Yeah. And uh, he takes away the crit mm-hmm. and re- regenerates shields. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're guaranteed to actually look to actually get one run in the first run he tries at least. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, let's just say that's not what happened on stream. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, Luke got. I think he got hit before he got in the trench, lost the shields, and then mm-hmm. a backstabber came along, and Luke's defenses didn't hold. Um, he, he couldn't hold it. He, he Luke really couldn't <laughs> hold it, and then he was like the turn before he could shoot. And Vader just came in from the side and was like, hey, Luke, I have full mods up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't help that they screwed up the rules for this Vader's pilot ability. Like they allowed him to use more than one force to turn blanks to hits. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, which, by the way, is why Luke lost the shields because I think it was the turn before that Vader took those. Um, okay. Was Was Biggs there to take away the crits for Luke? I, I think Biggs had died earlier. Or all right. I mean, it was well, there big, you go. Yeah. But um, I think the big problem is that you can block Luke while he's in the trench, mm. and, and and that's 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 like I think a problem because. Then he also cannot use attack speed, and then all of a sudden he's going like instead of going a full four, so essentially a f- five template length, which you would do with mm-hmm. a four, and then go a six template length, then you go barely four <laughs> because you're blocked, right? Mm-hmm. Just go free in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I think the key tactic for the Rebels is obviously, I don't know how hard it is to make the shot, but I think you need to clean up a lot of the empires before you even try. Yeah. Which that, to that... some extent actually makes it more, if, if that is the, the way it is, if that's the tactic, then I think the battle can still be fun. But, that, that and I be. absolutely agree. I mean, if in my dream uh, let let us play Battle of Yavin at home situation mm-hmm. then there's more ships in the trench and there's actually stuff to do in the trench and so on mm-hmm. uh, there might also be some towers and things uh, yeah. to sort of go for the full experience but I think that experience is just I think it is also more than 35 points per side and it's <laughs> yeah. it's more than a free by free mat, mm-hmm. so this sort of had to be Yavin light. And mm. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna I... try it, and I think if it's lackluster, then I mean at least we will end up with cool trench, like cardboard pieces, and then you can find one of the many uh, fan made uh, trench runs. I I think. I think that's that's just it because also this scenario pack is a scenario pack and people are going to be playing it at home mostly and then I guess you know you might see some tournaments based off around the pack but they'd be like one offs but but for the most part I think because the battle of Yavin you know is like the essence of Star Wars the original film I think you will see a lot of people Basically, like I've been joking, you know, that I'm I'm now at House Rule three thousand. Yeah, yeah, that you know, basically, I you know, I you know, I will probably still buy the pack, and then I will House Rule the shit out of it. Pardon my language, just to make it, you know, capture that essence. Uh, because, you know, and and if that involves basically tossing out. A lot of their design choices then well you know okay so be it but you know at least as you say you know we'll get we'll get the trench pieces i wish they were a little bit wider yeah etc and one other thing that i kind of think of now is that maybe you know i don't know what's in the pack i mean they say scenario pack but you know one of the things that i had sort of assumed was that they would have like multiple scenarios that you could link into a campaign yeah where you'd get the dog fighting done you know like the 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 the, the, yeah, the dog so fighting that like, you see earlier like you know as a yeah. 
yeah, like a first mission, and then you take the ships that survive that mission, and they go into the trench run through whatever means, you know, to to you know to to get that thing. You know, I I kind of assumed that, but it seems like there's only this single scenario, which then becomes really hard for them as designers to basically cram in the various phases of the Battle of Yavin in. So you know, I yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but I'm... I mean, this, I, I think, I think maybe a sum up, I don't know if it's exactly what you're saying, but what I think you're saying is mm. essentially the Battle of Yavin does not, you know, is it, it cannot be replicated in a like one and a half hour, um, uh, even a 35 point game, uh, it, because it deserves to be like on an epic scale. It's yeah yeah it it that's pretty much it. I mean it is an epic thing and it deserves to be an epic and you know I will say I'm 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 both <laughs> furious and sympathetic towards AMG at this point. But you know how how about this when when this thing released and we've all tried it and, and yeah. we you know can say actual things and and, and maybe we can if, if if we play it with you we can avoid the interceptors who knows. <laughs> I mean, well, if you, you know, if I'll you're just the Imperial player, models on then, the it, then it's your choice. Uh, but uh, when we've done that, then mm. we maybe we can go out and look at some of these fan things and yeah. see how that would work out, uh, and, and and review them on the cast. And 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 also, I would I would probably love actually, you know, doing maybe if we could do a stream if they, you know, I I, ex I fully expect that. Uh, uh, online play will uh, adapt the scenario pack in fairly quickly. Yeah, I so would expect I, the TTS crew to be all over. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would completely expect that we would be able to put up like a streaming game, and you know, see if you know, see if the feel is there because I think you know, there's potential there, and you know, I'm, you know, even though I I joke that I'm furious and and all of that i still think on the whole that this will be a really interesting pack a really interesting thing to to fly you know no matter what you do yeah i agree i think also that i think x-wing has huge uh narrative potential yeah and uh i mean i think also that's what's something i looked at a lot when I started playing and I mean one of my initial reasons for building up you know a way too many Imperial ships was to play hot AC because yeah that looked really cool and there were like missions and things to do that were different mm -hmm. um, and I mean I've always been like this sort of closet uh, casual filthy casual guy and <laughs> uh, but I still got my itch scratched mostly with with competitive play. But for all yeah. those listeners who've only ever played competitive, I mean, you really owe it to yourself to try to give narrative a go. Kick back a bit, put your feet up. It doesn't matter that much who wins. It just mm -hmm. becomes different stories when you play, when, when there is something around it other than Oh, we just encountered each other. Oh, again, there's six rocks. What mm. is this? Right. <laughs> oh, 
looks like we have to duke it out to the death again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with characters you know, and they fit in the timeline and all those, those mm -hmm. things. We meet again for the first time. Yes. Oh, you are also a Luke. <laughs> My oh. Luke will kill your Luke, and it's just. <laughs> oh, you are you are from a very distant future. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Why is that FO bomber bombing my vulture droids? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay. Okay. Um, Ed, do you want to have a little talk on um, on standard pilots and sort of in general? Um, sure, we can touch on that. Um, like as exciting or clever it is uh, introducing these scenarios and standard pilot um i i have a great big reserve in the back of my head where where something will be unbalanceable because the only metric of balance you can uh, slide around on these guys is the is the uh, uh, squad points. True. And uh, I mean, the loadout is always there. And if it's like on the cusp of being like really good, then either you have to let it be really good yeah. and or, or be very prominent in the meta or just point it out of existence. Yeah. I absolutely see that point. And I think. Um, I mean, I think on the good side, then if you look at something like Battle of Yavin, where it's like a 35-point game, then yeah. that also, you know, takes the effort of squad building to a whole new level. And there's all kinds of constraints, like, oh, I have to bring torpedoes on at least most of my ships, and blah, and blah, and blah. And maybe you don't want all the ships to have the that might even not be enough like rebel ships with enough loadout to bring a torpedo mm -hmm. without breaking the competitive game so i think it makes super sense for these i do absolutely feel your concern um i hope what they do is that they say well we are gonna point this and we're gonna try to point it in a way where it is like competitively viable but I think they should err on the side of not making it good. Yeah. I think that that's just the consequence. The only way, mm. as you say, they don't really have anything else but squad points. I mean, technically, they can, like, errata cards and, you know, add upgrades or remove upgrades or remove charges or something. Uh, but, but that is, I mean, that yep. must be last resort. Yeah, because essentially you're trying to balance two games, right? Two different games. The scenario of Yavin. And then adding them into like standard play and yeah. And uh trying to balance them there too. Yeah. But Where you mean... have uh, diff different kind of uh objectives and goals and and different uh like uh, different uh, adversaries and types of ships and things to do. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, can you, if, if Moller Mithil and Baxter are three points, uh, can you say Defender Vader and two TIE Fighters? Or even four TIE Fighters with Jingoists as well? Yeah. That's a massive list. It absolutely is. It's a really hard five point list. Yeah. Uh, actually, you can bring three three pointers with Vader, right? And, and a two pointer. So yeah, uh, I I absolutely see that. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, as we will talk about later, I'm just very very happy that they actually made the announcement and said we are still gonna do products that has like just you know regular pilots and regular upgrades. Like what they called, right. I don't know what they yeah. called it. Like something mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, customized squad squad building, customized pilot, right? And yeah, but the, hope... but the mere existence of standard cards in the in the meta will hopefully not, but I think it will warp it quite a bit. If they are undercosted, then surely anything that's undercosted warps the meta. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I hope they stay true to uh, this. Is like uh, a side product, or you know, uh, not the general direction that they're going to. Having like oh the standard cars, and then you also have the uh, you know buildable squad uh, pilot cards uh, or something like that, because. Half of the fun is, is is analyzing the meta and and getting to choose your loadout and uh, what upgrades you want on your ships and taking out ships and putting in cheaper ships and then you know um, for for me at least I, I, that I, is I think, part of, I, I part think of the puzzle. What they call customized squad building, so traditional squad building, that should be the core of the game, and most lists should in my ideal world, like in a competitive environment, then most lists should be made only from customized chips. That should be the optimal thing to play. Yeah. Um, and then if people want to play in a more casual environment, or you could even have specific tournaments where they say, oh, quick builds only, or right, standard builds only, or at least two standard builds, or whatever people want to throw in to make it more beginner-friendly or something, yeah, but I do think I mean I think one real big benefit of standard builds is that if you are like a new player, and then you can actually take a list, and you can bring it to somebody who don't don't want to build with standard builds, and and you can still like play the same game in a way you couldn't with like the quick builds of old. Sure, I mean that's really the only way. I can see standard uh, not like influencing the game in a negative manner. That if they're costed slightly, uh, overcosted, yeah, just 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 right at the edge, you know, uh, and and it's because it's easy easy to throw to get throw together, and as a new player or, or 
player coming into the game or going for the first time on a game light or something, you can throw in just easy Ford pilots and, and, and show up with that. And uh, you don't have to actually deep dive into what you should build your list into and is it good and, and show up and you got idiot upgrades that you didn't know that didn't work together or something like that. Yeah. And also like kitchen table uh, games, you know, there are probably people that, will, that can uh, and buy this game and just it's in the shelf and you want to play Ma Monopoly? No, let's play X-Wing. Okay, then do one game yeah. of X-Wing. And that's people that don't deep dive into the rules or metas or how to build yeah, or yeah. what, what, I mean, what people, of the people, 100 upgrades yeah. I should put on Luke. You got standard builds and it's easy to field. Yeah, I think people who don't go to a game store and meet a veteran player yep. and they teach them to play the game, but people who sort of like a few like a family or a group of friends that you know yeah. share a game or whatever and, and start playing they can sort of proceed from those sort of standard start games to yeah. more advanced games with more customization by going to standards and then they can later start saying oh but now what if luke hadn't brought his torpedoes but had just focused on whatever right yeah yeah, yeah. i think I think there's space, but I agree. I mean, it has the potential to destroy things, but I think anything you release has that potential. It might be bigger here. It is because it does sound like balancing. I mean, balancing everything to be, you know, perfectly costed is much, much harder for standard cards than it will be for the customized cards. And it's hard yeah. enough with customized cards in the 20 point yeah. system. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm kind of, uh, what do you say? Uh, I like the fact that it's a 35-point game because you can, uh, I mean, if, if they're pointing all of the ships in the upper tier of things that it's uh, kind of worth, then it doesn't matter you have 35 points to play that scenario, you know? Yeah. And ships being playable in that scenario is okay within the confines of that, you know, design space. Um, but when you introduce these uh, standard pilots into normal meta, tournament meta, it's still a little expensive. Although there, there are new pilot abilities and combos maybe you can't get by building them on a shelf. You might want to bring them, even though they're, you know, maybe kind of expensive. Uh, yeah. That could actually work. But I mean, at least if we look at the... Maybe it's actually easier with the Empire thing, because there's so many of the Empire things where we're saying, oh, that TIE Fighter has to be three points because it's a TIE Fighter, right? And most mm -hmm. of the uh, Interceptors we said were four. So... In the demo game, the Empire player had four interceptors, of which one were Aiden, who's probably a five, right? So that would be... That's 17. That's 17. Then he had uh, Dark Curse and Wampa. Um, Wampa with some upgrades, and I don't think Wampa usually had a lot, so maybe Wampa is free, and... Uh, 
but at least it shows that 18 points gets you Wampa, Dark Curse, Vader, Molar, and Backstabber. And that and that is the, the Yavin Vader, which I think is worse than the normal Vader. So it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't sound completely out of whack. Uh, price wise, it seems like something somewhere has to be more expensive than we think, um, or that we fear yeah. at least. But it will be. I mean, I'm absolutely. Am I? I'm. I will guarantee that at some point a standard pilot will come out and be priced 1.2 low. That is, yeah, for sure. And one point is a lot in in X-Wing 2.6. Um, and then hopefully they will fix it like three, six months later. Uh, and until then, if it's only one unique ship, then it's probably not going to break the game wide open. But if there's like, if, if, if it ever becomes a strategy to build your 20 point list from five standard pilots, then the game has been broken and it should never yeah. get to that point. And something is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Shall All right. Uh, before we go to the next segment, I will have to take my leave, I'm sad to say. Oh, and, and Hexiled is here. Hexiled oh, was here yep. a while ago, I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, you have fun, Stebby. It was nice to, to see you. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm actually kind of sorry to miss out on the next part because uh, I think it's going to be a good one with the discussion about the... Uh, uh, the next scenario pack, if you will. Yes. Okay. Okay. But uh, have fun, Stevie. So. Yeah. Good. Bye. 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 Later, Stevie. Let's continue with uh, Siege of Coruscant. So it comes later this year. I think Yavin comes in like October, and mm -hmm. before probably Christmas things. Siege of Coruscant. Uh, what do we know here? Well, here the. All the clones have an ability that is called Born for This. Right. Uh, which we'll get into. Uh, the basic scenario goal is to get Anakin and Obi-Wan onto Grievous ships. Uh, Grievous ship, uh, what is it called? The Silent Hand or something? I don't remember. But basically, where they end up, you have to sort of uh, uh, destroy the shield to the docking bay, and then they have to get there. And then once you're there, there's a little mini game, which was described as a small dice mini game. <laughs> and to me, that sounds like, well, when you get there, then we basically randomly roll about who wins. But maybe, uh, you know, like if you only get Anakin there, then you're unlikely to rescue the Chancellor. But if you get both of them there, you're more likely. I would assume that there's some effect there, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, in this scenario also, it, they sort of implied that the Separatist never runs out of ships. So they just continuously respawn fighters. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and then we have a few pilots. Uh, I think we should try to go over them sort of quickly and I, so I'm not going to yeah. read like every word, but the first one is a new version of Anakin for the Siege of Coruscant. He yep. is pretty much the same. Uh, his pilot ability has changed a little bit, so... Yeah, uh, this is Edda 2 Anakin. So instead of being able to remove stress, if he or Obi-Wan uh, like 
get ha- is surrounded by more enemies than friendlies, uh, mm-hmm. then he can do a barrel roll, or Obi Wan can do a barrel roll, and Anakin pays for it. Uh, All right. The only noteworthy thing here is that it now says fully execute because I think the the current uh, version of the ability doesn't say fully execute. It just says execute, mm-hmm. which is secretly good. Uh, but it's probably because it's a barrel roll, I guess. Right? It's more like bump barrel roll. I think that sounds like something we've seen before that people didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> that was a problem for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Then he has uh, Malice, regular old Malice, and he has R2-D2, Republic, regular old R2-D2, yeah. And then they've added Ancillary Iron Weapons, which is basically the ESC title for V-Wings, but on another two. So uh, there's two charges, one recurring, and before you roll attack dice, you declare that you're shooting with your ancillary iron weapons, and then any right. crit your rolls deal iron tokens instead of damage. Okay. And he does have malice, so he has a bit of an easier time to get a crit, right? Right, yeah. So I think it's sort of a nice way to to sort of get the, the iron weapons that the other two is supposed to have. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that hard to get to get iron off because you don't need like a hit and then the next one is an iron here the first one is an iron you only need to get one one damage through in order to ionize something but the ancillary iron weapon only works on one of the two primary weapons the other two has Uh, did you catch that oh no i didn't yeah, it doesn't work in the bullseye because I'm while we perform a primary front arc attack, not a bullseye. Should have just said primary. I, I think they should. They might. They might. That might be something they change. I think they should change it, just to make that iron thing a real thing. Yeah. Although, if that that bullseye comes i mean it might be too easy for anakin to lock down an iron ships yeah but then again i mean yeah but i mean he still needs them to have the bullseye sure i mean it's and, an i6 and... with multiple uh, reposition options yeah that's true but it doesn't have like linked reposition i don't know maybe they thought about it okay yeah. do you want to do the next one Sure. Uh, I'll go into Shakti. Uh, you can do purple coordinates in the end phase and can coordinate two if the first is a clone. All right. And then he has markmanship, brilliant evasion, also the ancillary iron weapons, and R4P astromech. Uh, Reduce that's reducing difficulty of maneuvers, yeah. Basic maneuvers, so basically, and I I think with the dial that the other two has, it means you can you basically have two charges. And if you are actually dialing in a white maneuver, you can make it blue, sure, yeah, because they don't have any red basic maneuvers. They have, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, the purple one is an advanced maneuver. It's a little special that they have, like, at the start of the end phase, you can do a purple coordinate, even while stressed. 
Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't it notice that this coordinate doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost the force. Ah, oh, Jesus. It's just something you do. But I mean, obviously, you're not going to be coordinating like tokens to people, but you could be coordinating right. locks and repositions. Yeah. Because I, at the start of the end phase, you haven't removed tokens yet. So, uh. okay. Mm. I mean, it's surely going to be useful for the repositions. Yeah, I mean, depending on uh, what you're flying with, it is it any good to start jamming things? And do do they have do they have anything to keep the jams on during between rounds? I don't think they can keep the jams off between rounds, but I don't think I don't know where you would get the jam action from in the Republic. No, I mean uh, not in the scenario play, just a normal play. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think you have a jam action anywhere in the Republic. Really? All right. I might be mistaken. That might be good then. <laughs> I mean, I, I think um, I think you can do some things like uh, like if Obi and Anakin are sort of heading for the thing and Shakti is leading the clones that are trying to protect them, then giving these clones some extra target locks at the end of every turn, like two clones get a target lock. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, late. that is pretty good. That is decent. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just getting Obi and Annie through this in like editors <laughs> with free hall that sounds that sounds like quite a gauntlet. Oh, uh, oh yeah, they also noted that they are taking like a broader view on the battle than the movie because I mean, you didn't really see much of the battle. Sure. Like, like the Battle of Yavin has like phases, right? Like we approach, we fight over the Death Star, then somebody went into the trench, Vader made them sad, then the next part went into the... No, first the Y-Wings went in, they got killed. Then Garvin went in, he got killed. Then finally the last people got in. So that's like phases, but uh, the Coruscant doesn't really have that because it's like, oh, they are flying and then they're dealing with a boss droid and then they're, uh, then they're there. Yeah. So they did say that they were they were sort of taking a wider view, which I guess is the same argument that included interceptors, but uh, who knows. Uh, so then we have a new version of Axe. Uh, oh, wait, I just realized something. Of course, you can reload or rotate for oh, yeah. the coordinate. Oh, yeah. Oh, reload is really yeah. good. Because if this is before you remove tokens, then you reload, yeah. get a weapons disabled, then you remove the weapons disabled. Yeah, exactly. That, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah. Especially okay. for these uh, 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 torrents. So we have axe yeah. in the torrent. We already know axe. Nobody plays axe. Yes. Uh, so he has, I think, no. After you perform an attack, I don't remember his regular ability, but it is something. I think it buffs him. I got it. Normally, you do. Normal, normal ability. As after you defend or perform an attack, you may. Oh Jesus! What is that? Uh, after the, you may choose a friendly ship at range one to two in your side arcs. If you do, transfer one green token to that ship. Yeah. <sighs> and that, the new that ability. Is and the new ability says after you perform an attack, so not after you defend, but only after you perform an attack. 
Right. Choose another friendly ship with the born for this ability, so a clone, at range 0 to 2 in your side arcs, and the chosen ship gains a lock on the defender. So you shoot at something at I3, and then another clone gets a lock on it. All right. So, bring and, them uh, munitions. <laughs> yeah, and he also gets a hull upgrade, so he has six hull, which is, Ooh. I mean, it's probably useful on a torrent. Um, yep. Then we have the born for this ability that all the clones have. Uh, while another friendly ship at range 0 to 2 defends, if you are not strained, then that other friendly ship may spend your focus and evade token as if it had them. If it does, you gain a strain. Oh, uh, okay. So we That's can. That's spicy. That is like a mini Hera. Yeah, or like a. a, 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 a yeah, like a network calculation with range zero to two, but on and but for focus yeah. and evade tokens, but only yeah. on defense, and there's a cost to strain. Yeah, sure. It's very thematic. Um, um yeah, okay. and it can do this. The born for this ability does not require the the defender that you need that you are helping doesn't need to have born for this. All right. So your so your Jedi can friends be... can spend your focus and evade tokens on defense. Yeah. And I mean, who cares if your torrents get stressed? They are not there to live. Oh. And then he has trained. then he has dead eye shot and barrage rockets. Yeah. And they are like they normally are. Yep. Okay, and on the separatist side. All right, we got Doku. Doku in the Infiltrator uh, crew ability. All right, during it, uh, wait a minute. Okay, during an attack before a shirt range, zero two rolls attacker defense die. If all of your force are active, you may spend one force. A name a result if, uh, if the roll does not contain the name, the result, the ship must change one die to that. So that's the same. That's the Dooku crew ability. Right. The normal Dooku has this like, uh, oh, when you attack, you can make an action. Or when you defend, you can make an action. All right. Right. After you. All right. Okay. Yeah. So Dooku um, has the thing where he can like potentially, at, and he used to be I3. This is I5. But Dooku can like shoot and cloak. Yeah. Okay. But this one can like uh, name an ability, name, name a result uh, if he really wants that crit. And then also he can compound that by using malice. Yes. Um, and he also has a wow. force talent called Rolling Anger. And that is at the start of the engagement phase, if you're in an enemy's front arc, you may gain one strain token to recover one force. Oh. So he's got like two different, he can get force from rolling anger, from malice, and from the normal regen. Yeah. So he doesn't have to, He'll run, just... out of, he doesn't have to run out of force. 
ever. Yeah. And, and, he and he's can, got three force. Yeah, and he can shoot and do and, and do crew a crit if he's full. Which yep. he probably wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um and then he can do go a crit. And then yep. after that he could use malice to get another crit. Yep. And then he recovers two forts if and he's looking he in the crit. He recovers the two force that he just spent. Yeah. If it it's a pilot crit, which is like only a third of the time. And if not, then he has to use rolling anger, which he yeah, that he has to do next turn. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he has something, uh, the center pilot uh, uh, idle. And that's after the place forces that you may cloak. After you decloak, you may choose an enemy ship in your bullseye. If you do, it gains one gen token. And he also has a, the red cloak action actually comes from yeah. that title. All right. That's pretty cool. This is Dooku at the height of his powers. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how he can be flying around in the siege if he's also inside having captured the Chancellor, but maybe yeah. we'll see. As they said, they had a wider view of the battle. Sure. Maybe he's also trying to get to the ship where the Chancellor is. And if he doesn't get there, then the dice game becomes easier. Who knows? Maybe. Okay, then we have uh, Tri-Fighter. DIS, D-I-S, T-81. Siege of Coruscant, pretty much standard Tri-Fighter things. While you defend or perform an attack, you may reroll any number of your dice. Then, if you are defending, you gain one strain for each die that you rerolled. If you are attacking, you gain a deplete for each die that was rerolled instead. Oh, wow. Okay. So you can just reroll out the Wosu, and for every dice you reroll, if it is a red die, you gain a deplete. If it was a green die, you gain a, stra- a strain. Yeah. That is a nice little 50 ability here at I-4. Then he has outmaneuvers, burners, and then he has what I guess is the the separatist ability, contingency protocol. After the ship is destroyed, another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with contingency protocol may perform an action even while stressed. Wow. Uh, that's a a good ship yeah that is a good ship (coughs) that sounds like I mean like a full point at the moment I'm ignoring the fact that it's like a mini boba Ah, but I mean if you roll on defense then the next time you roll one less defense sure I mean uh, like and if you don't have a list that can uh, focus down a ship, that, yeah. it's kind of just doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I think in, in this scenario, at least, it sounds like a lot of the droids will just be allowed to shoot while yeah. you're just trying to sort of move. And if you can get him in a position where he's just like, nobody cares about his offense, then I guess everything is fine. I mean, you don't want to take yeah. multiple depletes, but... No, no. I mean, uh, ideally, you will need multiple ones, or 
um, or even strange. I mean, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, all all tri fighters are four points. Yeah, and I think this one will be as well. I think so too, but I think this will break the game. <laughs> three, 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 three ship with rerolls. Yeah. I mean, if you're defending, I mean, even if you just accept the fact that you're strained for the rest of the game, you get two, you still have two, two uh, green dice. Yeah. And reroll on both of them. I mean, I would like to have unlimited rerolls on my X wings. <laughs> yeah, but you only have free haul. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen Tri Fighters break the game yet. No, no. But maybe, uh, maybe this is the one. Uh, I think this is the one, not because this reroll is super good, but and that it is. But I think this will this will be considerably tougher for some some lists. I mean, for low ship count list or yes, yeah, or low red dice list. It'll be a pain in the ass to try to kill with tie fighters or headhunters or anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Or even if you're chasing it down with one three 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 uh, three dice gun, and you kind of lose it the uh, following round. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you yeah. if if it out initiatives you, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is a four. All right, on to the next one. Yes. Yes, that is an old friend. Hyena class droid bomber. It's DBS thirty two C. That guy, um, so after that, that's perform... the one that used to be like the coordinate thing, like in the regular version of him. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's after you perform a calculate action, you may spend one charge, of which he has two non recurring, to perform a jam action. Oh, Jesus. And he's got network calculations. And the upgrades on the side is plasma torpedoes with two charges, uh, contingency protocols. That's the same thing as on the, uh, the tri fighter. His friend can do actions if this ship is destroyed. Um, strut lock override. At the start of your activation, you may spend one charge. If you do, ignore obstacles while you move through them this round. Yeah. Is it called struck struck no, no, lock? This is override? a new thing. Oh, okay. So this one has two charges. So it's like struts with two charges. Yeah, it's like struts, but you don't park on the rocks. You can just mm. twice per game. You essentially sure. You so it's like you, a void collision detector. Yeah, but worse. Because you yeah. only ignore them while you move through them. So sure. if you if you, you end up shoot on them. one, then you cannot shoot. Um, All right. Oh, by the way, one of the weirdest thing about seeing that Yavin game was that apart from the trench, there was 
no nothing. There was no objective mark. I know there were no there were no, there there were were no, no there were no obstacles. It was so weird. But I mean, a lot of Star Wars, like real Star Wars battles, uh, as far as real goes, are fought in areas where there are no rocks or debris fields or gas clouds. True. True. Although that that particular point might not not be the time to be fun thematic. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, but that is Coruscant. Uh, then they started talking about wanting to make, and this is for me the probably the most exciting thing, at least as a competitive player, is Hotshot Maces Two. Oh. And. They didn't. I didn't quite catch the date. I don't know. I'm not sure if they said it, but um, there's going to be new pilots for every faction. There's going to be five pilots for each faction, so this is 35 new pilots. Uh huh. And uh, one of the things they set up rebels. We didn't say what it did, but we will get Kiovensi, which is the A-wing pilot from the Squadrons game. Ooh. Um, so, so that'll be fun. Uh, maybe more of the Rebel pilots will be from the Squadrons game. Who knows? Uh, there were some fun characters at least. And so they just—I think they just previewed free pilots. So first we had the Fang. We also learned that Plumber is a Fang fan. So Fang gang has to say. Oh that. God. <laughs> um, so this is Tor fun. Subtitle. For fun. Subtitle. This guy's for fun. He's for fun. Yeah. Subtitle. Direct pressure. He's like Ooh. a regular old fang. I free. After you perform an attack, if the defender was destroyed, you may perform an action even while stressed. And then you may gain two strain tokens to perform a bonus attack. All right. That is so nice. I mean, so if you're like facing some low initiative things, that's like the yeah. ideal situation. Like you have an I1 in front of you as like one agility and one hull. You fly up to him, take a target lock, kill him, then you boost focus, shoot at somebody else. Doesn't even have to be a low, a low uh, initiative thing. I mean, you can joust uh, Vader and Suntir Feller and kill kill Suntir and boost and focus into yeah. Vader and kill and him. That's true. But if I had Suntir at range one, I would probably want to have a focus token for defense. So I couldn't do the target lock first. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. So that's the first one. I'm thinking you will, you will like the next one. Right, that's just silly. Yes. All right, we've got Poe Dameron, uh, <laughs> subtitled, a difficult man. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, and he's flying the YT thirteen hundred, scavenged. Uh, before you execute a maneuver, you may spend one charge, of which you have two reoccurring. If you do, ignore obstacles during that maneuver. All right. And okay, so more... same as the, the, the strut lock, actually. Yeah. 
After you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend two charges to perform a white boost action or a red barrel action. Ooh. Then if you performed a red barrel action, expose one damage card if able. So you got a boosting and barreling YT-1300. YT yeah. At I-6. <laughs> And um, I mean, the 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 race Millennium Falcon title, which this thing probably has, right? For free. Yeah. Uh, that says that you can boost even while stressed, right? Yeah. So you can fully execute a maneuver, do a red barrel, oh roll, and then do a red boost. Yeah. And then That's you're just right. in a completely different area than everybody thought you were going to be. Yeah. I that shit's going to be fast. Yes. And it's going to blow up and it's going to love Corsella. I'm just saying. I think Corsella yeah, yeah, will yeah. be. But just pop Corsella, Tidal, and Ray Gunner in this. Yeah. We're fine. There you go. You got, you got a build. Yeah. And then maybe Rose Crew if there's points. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. And finally, uh, we have for the first order, we have Jal Jerjerod. Ooh. So I don't know the son of Moff Jerjerod, the Death Star Two commander. Maybe. Or daughter. Or daughter. I don't know what Jal means. Um. So subtitle: Security Commander. Uh. Yeah. Everything looks normal. Um, after you perform a boost action, you may spend one charge, which he, he, she has free, non-recurring, but you may spend one charge to remove one non-lock red or orange token. So you can do the red boost and spend a charge to remove the stress. All right. Or... or do you do you get the stress before this ability triggers? Uh, if you choose to. Oh, it's the same kind of happens in the same window. Yeah, you, you get the strain window. after you perform. So, and it doesn't say if you have a token, so it'll it'll work. The stress. Yeah, it'll work. All right. Um. I don't know what else you can do. Like you, could, I mean, you could. Be... He can he can use this off a system phase boost. Yes, but what red or orange token would he have there? I mean, he kind of remove locks. Um, reload. That's an orange token, right? Yeah, so if you coordinate, he's I4. If you coordinate yep. him a reload before he moves, yep. Yep. And he can clear it. Mm -hmm. uh, or if he has a boost. strain or a, or a deplete. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's pretty good at clearing strains and depletes. Yeah. <laughs> I 
don't think you can use it to remove an iron token because you need to perform a boost action and you can't perform a boost action while you have an iron token. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because it's a small base, so... Nice. nice okay, this nice, is nice. kind of weird. weird oh, oh you can also put... You can put um, if you put uh, uh, Prime Thrusters on him, yeah. then when he's stressed, he can still do the Pursuit Thrusters boost in the system phase. Yeah. And then you can remove the stress, and then you can K-turn again. <laughs> or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could. Yeah. Okay, but that's the, only thing, that's the only thing they, 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 they showed for Hotshot Maces 2, but I think that is going to be big. And I think it's just the thing that I just want them to do more card packs. Yeah. We don't particularly need like new ships. Like not new, new at least. But yeah, we'll, we'll get back to reprints in a second. Um, then they talked about OP. So right. the new store champs kits will include a world's invite. For the winner, <laughs> uh, require All right. if you are at least sixteen players in, in in your store tournament. Sure. And the regional tournament kits, I don't know if they called them that. No, they didn't call it that. They call them the premier tournament kits. I don't know. Maybe they call them. I don't remember. I wrote regional, but I think that's wrong. Um, okay. But they will have a premier worlds invite. And. Basically, the idea with these premier invites is that if you qualify in a larger tournament, then you will get a number of buys when you go to Worlds, depending on the size of the field where you earned your invite. Right. And I hope it doesn't get to like crazy numbers like, oh, I get five buys in this six Swiss round tournament. Right. <laughs> that would be dumb. Yeah. Uh, but I have no reason to think it will. It's probably like... Oh yeah, well, if it's below that, it's just one. It's zero buys, and then it becomes one buy, and then it becomes maybe two yeah. buys, and then it tops out. I guess uh, that would be reasonable, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then they said that they had a few other things, so for the store side of things that were like non-competitive, I think they called them. And they had a kit that is called Children of Mandalore, that has two unique scenarios. Where okay. one of them is focused on sort of peace, which is like big in Clone Wars Mandalore, and one on war, which Mandalorians are just good at. Um, okay. So, yeah. So it's basically just two custom scenarios with whatever comes with them. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it sounds like a fun time. Um, and then they said they're going to start reprints again, which is the best yep. news. Uh, no, Hutch and Aces were the best news. This is the second best news. <laughs> um, All right. And they sort of confirmed that they're going to keep to standard. They're not going to do extended tournaments uh, as official events, but they still mm, want, yeah. you know, the, the ship pool sort of leveled out. So in Q2 next year, they're going to release the TIE Bomber Yay, much awaited. And okay. the YT2400. 
Although they did say it would be balanced and tweaked. Yeah. So hold your horses on the Amagad. Yeah. All the Dash Render fans in the chat can chill, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that is a good solution for the 2400. I, I don't know mm -hmm. how much they balance it and if they only like touching Dash or they're redoing it so it doesn't have a four dice gun or it may be a conditional four dice gun or who knows. I yeah. Mean, I think probably the four die gun is the real problem. Um, to be honest, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the sheer firepower of that thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think they will just end up, you know, putting all the existing pilots into extended lands and then making brand new pilot cards that don't have these problems. Like, remember Lebo? <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. he like existed for a sh very short moment in time. And then yep. they realized what would happen if you put C-3PO crew on him. And the game was not even like a week old when that crew slot was lost. <laughs> yep. It was like immediately like, no, no crew slot on Lebo. Go away. We don't want you to have infinite calculates. So go away. And then late next year, we're going to have gunboats. Gunboats. So no more expensive gunboats on eBay. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe the gunboat will be able to, you know, fold its wings. That will be all gorgeous. reprints will have new standard loadout cards as well. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. And then they also said that not all 1.0 ships will be reprinted. Okay, I, I, I actually was listening at that point and I couldn't I couldn't make out if they were just saying not all one ships will be reprinted or at the beginning not all 1.0 ships will be reprinted like they would come later. No, I think they said that some we would never see. And I think there can be many reasons for that. I mean, first of all, it's like logistical, like we don't want to print a ship that will not sell but sure. i also think that i think there are things that they will not get the permission from lucasfilm to reprint because once the thing is that x-wing in its 2.0 state is considered canon to some degree mm-hmm and I think there's some of these ships that they don't want to recanonize. Um, like, I don't know what could be an, an example. Like, what do we think won't make it? I don't. I personally don't think we'll ever see an E-wing again. I got into a discussion on the Gold Squadron stream with somebody on that. Uh, yeah. uh, no, on the sorry, on the IMG stream. But I really don't think so. Uh, somebody okay. claimed that there was an E-wing in uh, in the Resistance show, and I think maybe one of the one of the racers there in in the Resistance show sorta looks maybe a little bit like an E-wing, but I don't think it has ever been confirmed to be a E-wing. E-wing, so that doesn't make it an E-wing, and I just yeah. don't think it fits because if 
if there were E-Wings, then they would certainly be around in the Mandalorian era. And if there were E-Wings, then it doesn't make sense that the Republic continued with the T-70, etc., 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 right? All right. So that I think E-Wing and K-Wing are on the shortlist. I also think Kimugila. Uh, it comes from, you know, a very old game. Yeah. I don't know about the Phantom. Oh. Yeah, Passer. it's not... Sure, that's all good candidates. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wookiee gunships? <laughs> no, they're very canon. Alright. Yeah, but do you think we'll get a reprint? think maybe eventually yeah uh, maybe i mean it's sort of saying that we're getting two empire and a rebel ship um that they couldn't find a scum ship to put in there like i would really like to see the shadow caster i think it deserves yeah and uh, by all means i mean i really hope that uh now the white team 2400 they're redoing because it's problematic I think something like the Shadowcaster, I mean, for all I care, do a design pass on it, make it a little less underwhelming. Uh, because it was it was it was fine in one it was perhaps even sometimes good. But in two point ah, it was very good in two one point oh. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like a ship that you could build to have competitive with. It was never broken. Like wide open. Um all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, only slightly broken, like all the good things were in. in oh, yeah, could sure. be competitive, sure. right? But yeah. in in two point I don't think the Shadowcasters ever been competitive. There was like a hot moment where people flew like Ketsu, Old T, and something, but it was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and it was just this some some combo, combo right? list, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, for all I care, then. By all means, rework that thing from the ground up if you have to. Uh, but it's a really cool ship, and we've seen it in, like, in Rebels, and you see it parked every now and then in other, like, in the background of other shows. So, I would really love to see that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then finally, ah, almost finally, but perhaps. I think maybe the biggest news is new faction-specific single-player starter boxes. Yeah. And I mean, if anything of all this shows intense commitment from AMG towards the game, then these boxes, where they're going to make a four-ship box for each faction, yeah. and they're going to balance these boxes so that you can take like any two of them and play against each other. I don't know if that will be a 20 point list or 15 point list or something. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, and there will be rules and probably dice and templates and all the things you need in there. Sure. Um, and But the fact that they make seven such boxes, which are going to be like a huge investment because they're not going to be cheap with four ships on them. 
but I think it's very nice to have four ship boxes. Yeah. I'm gonna call it and call it now and say the Lambda when will be in one of those boxes. That would be cool because it's one of those ships that you only really need one of. Yeah. So I guess it's fine. And I mean, if you want more than one Lambda in your list, then yep. something in the game is probably broken. So we shouldn't make that easy for you. That's sort of how I feel. It's the same thing with like, if you yeah, want more yeah. than one Falcon in a list, more than one Decimator in a list, something is wrong in the game. Let's not go yep. there. Um, but yeah, I could see it. Like, so, but I mean, it could be cool if there's like four ships, like one big and three small. Uh, and I, I yeah. think people tend to focus a little bit too much on like, Oh no, it's not going to be a large base. It's going to be a medium based ship. But actually, I mean, be. the Lambda is a very small large base ship. If mm -hmm. you look at yeah, like yeah. square centimeters of plastic, and it's not the yeah. base, it's not the large base that is costing the money, right? Uh, no. And I mean, it, it doesn't have to be one large base and three small ones for all the factions, it can be different for the factions. Yeah, yeah, I think, but it could be like one larger ships and three smaller ones. Yeah, and and they can slide in the re-release re into one of those boxes. Yeah, that could be fun. So yeah, I mean, so, uh, so if you put in the, the rebels are missing the arc, we could get Wookie back for scum. No, for a, a Wookie Wookie ship for uh, rebels. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I kind of like this idea. Other than we'll get a lot of cardboard that we don't need. True. But, but I mean, this, right, right, this now, right, new now, right now, in order to play standard, you actually need the conversion kits for some things, yeah. right? Especially if you're rebel or scum. Yeah. Um, but, but so, yeah, okay, let's go Empire. Like, say, so that will be Lambda. Then it probably will be two TIE Fighters. Um and, and something maybe a tie advanced. Yeah, maybe interceptor. I think they would want um, Vader in there. I don't think they will do interceptor or defender because that way if they stay away from those two, then they can still still sell Sky Strike. Yeah. Um and on the yeah. same vein, then Rebel for me would be like two X-Wings because that's it's the game is called X-Wing. And yep. a Y-Wing and then probably a U-Wing. And then you can buy get your A and B-Wing from uh, Phoenix. And then you have the whole alphabet. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, you're probably right. They, they're going to want it to be thematic. You're going to want a new players should be... You know, tempted to take the box because it's got Vader or Luke or whatever. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure you're gonna have like hero ships in there. So yeah, but I mean, you... so I mean, Vader can pilot the shuttle. <laughs> yeah, or he can be theirs crew, like Vader crew. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think like yeah. a shuttle and Vader and two Tie Fighters. I mean, that is probably the, the the biggest problem with the Empire list with just four ships 
is that yeah. you don't get it doesn't get to be a lot of points and it has to balance exactly. out with the other things that are yeah like yeah yeah two tie fighters vader and a shuttle versus two x-wings a y-wing and a u-wing if there's heroes Ooh. on both sides i think the yeah. rebels win every time they might depending on upgrades i uh, guess scum is confusing yeah, I mean, you could slide in the uh, Shadowcaster in that pack. And a couple of M3As and a Fang. Yeah. Uh, what does that come out to? That is like uh, 30. I'm, uh, that might be uh, that, 80, that 18 fits. points or something. Yeah, that probably fits. Yeah. Um, you could also, like, you have Mining Guild ties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they've already picked the ships. That they want in those boxes. I would think so. Uh, you're probably not going to get like Hawk or Y-Wing because again, there's a box for that. Did uh, they say when this is? I just think it's like next year. Yeah. I mean, and then you have factions. Uh, I mean, are you just going to cram a lot of Jedis in? <laughs> For, for, uh, for I mean, resistance um, and first order would probably be the ideal way to release the the Falcon in resistance and the Upsilon in first order. Yeah. Uh, but the resistance is otherwise in trouble because they already have a box with like X and A's. And yep. the only thing missing then is fireball and uh, and the couch, right? Right. Ah, uh, I I mean they 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 can hardly be releasing like new new ships because then if you need two of them, you have to buy the huge pack. Yeah, I don't twice. think they will. I don't think they will. No. But I yeah. think they are probably going to be decently expensive. I mean, they're going to be more than a core set if there's four ships in there, especially if, if some of them are bigger ships. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, you remember the series to build a competitive uh, list for $100? Yeah. That's going to be more expensive than $100, right? Yeah, but we had inflation. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say inflation. So so the new new series will be 150. No, but I mean, I think, or 200. I mean, honestly, uh, I don't remember. I, you know, we don't usually buy the ships in dollars, but I think when I started, the small packs were 14 or 15 dollars, and now they're yeah, 25. Somewhere. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so that's, that's $160. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nobby's there. Nobby! Are we... Oh, we actually have... There's, there's still these, this raiding party still around. Uh, right. Okay, Nobby says B-Wing and T-85 for resistance. Alternatively, just four A wings. <laughs> yeah, they can call it the Nobby Pack. The Nobby Pack. Yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure that. I mean, and and I think that is also in my in, 
uh, as in my suggestion for what to come is at least for it's probably hard to do for scum but for the six other factions then all these ships are going to be what we would call quote unquote iconic ships yeah. it is going to be ships you've seen in a in a major star wars movie it's not going to be like something on the fringe yeah yeah there need there needs to be at least one or two iconic ships you know and, I to mean, uh, and I think intrigue the, people the only really iconic scum ship is the fire spray ah there we also have uh, that piece of junk that blows up in the Mandal- Mandalore. Oh yeah, the Razor Crest. But I mean, we're not Razor Crest. Yeah, but that's true. We do have that one. So I think Scum will yeah. be non-iconic, um, and that's just the way it is. And they can they it can pretty much do anything they want to do. Uh, but the rest of them. They're going to be there. Another thing they could do with Rebels, I mean, the my suggestion with XXYU is sort of going the Alphabet Squadron direction. The other direction they could go is they could go like Rebels themed, like the Rebels TV show. Sure, yeah. And and go like, but Ghost is probably like a little bit too big for this thing. I don't know. Nah, they can just shrink it. <laughs> yeah. So, ghost, sheathbeat, attack, shuttle. Ghost, attack, shuttle, A-wing. Could be a TIE fighter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they mostly covered the non-ghost part of Rebels, except the attack shuttle yeah. in, uh, yeah. in, in uh, what was it called? Phoenix Cell, right? That is also Rebels. Because yep. they've got Sabine in the A-Wing and Hera in the B-Wing and Hera in the A-Wing. Yep, and... yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, they said that next year, uh, on account of the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, they're going to do Battle of Endor. All right. Okay. And so that's a new scenario pack? That's a new scenario pack where you have to yeah. blow up the uh, Superstar Destroyer. I'm gonna like that. So I guess you just, you know, you just fly orbital towards the bridge, and then everything will be fine. Uh, <laughs> and then they had plans for doing Starkiller Base, uh, Battle of Jakku, which is a battle yeah. we, we don't know that much about, except that it ended with a lot of Star Destroyers roughly landing in the desert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we do know the a bit material about for scavenging for years to come. Yeah, it has been described in a few of the books, and and they had mm. others. So that's pretty much what we had. I mean, overall impression for me was that I got about twice as much announcement as I had expected, and yeah. most of that announcement made me feel good inside. Like we're getting reprints, we're getting OP support. We're also getting some scenarios which takes X-Wing in a narrative direction, but they're not forgetting the yeah. tournaments because they're still doing like the the custom built uh, things in Hotshot and Aces and they're supporting OP. Yeah. So I guess I'm as happy as I could expect to be. Oh yeah, and also yeah. they did not announce any impending large changes to the rules or the game in general. Yeah. 
Like not even, just, not even I, one. <laughs> yeah, I I just uh, I just uh, was thinking how much of those are just concept ideas at this point. I mean, seven, you know, faction specific single player starters with four ship each. It's, it's seems exactly. like a huge undertaking. Yeah, especially if they're going to release all seven at once. Yeah. But maybe they I mean, don't. There, there are a lot of pilots, a lot of cards, and uh, yeah. a lot of things that need to go right. Oh yeah, they also said that, that that would be both in these uh, faction, and that's another uh, you know thing for the for the standard pilot discussion. Uh, there are going to be regular pilot cards and upgrade cards in these boxes, but they are also okay. going to be simple standard loadout pilots. Uh, okay. Uh, but they specifically said that any sort of seasoned player who looked at those standard loadouts would probably not be excited because they were not made to be interesting. They were made to be a good place to start learning the game. All right. Entry-level pilots. All right. Yeah. I like that. Of course, we, we mean, I mean, even those, I mean, if they undercost them enough, then <laughs> we are going to play them. I mean... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, uh, standard like quick builds or standard cards, it doesn't matter really uh, how good they are. Just as as long as they're good in between each other, uh, same power level as other standard cards. Because if you're new, then you're gonna be playing standard against standard, right? Yeah. Couple of friends buy buy each one uh, faction pack and you know set up play yeah but i also think that like even if you're playing standard pilots against standard pilots then i don't think you have the same sensitivity to things being slightly broken right that a competitive yeah, exactly. player has because it's like oh yeah your luke is really good yeah i know but your vader is also really good and we yeah, don't yeah. know which one of them is too good because we're noobs right yep. <laughs> i'm sorry but uh, but it's no, more when, when, when they... you're new to a game, you don't you don't realize all the nuances of of the abilities of the ships, pilot abilities, uh, you know, uh, the dial and all of that. It's new and, and you just yeah. want to play, and that's fine. I that's mean, some cool. so, sometimes even with seasoned players, we have seen cards and pilots that have been released for you know practically years before somebody put them together or flew them in a way where they were all of a sudden broken. Yep. I mean, that's definitely a thing. It does happen. Yep. Okay. You want to do lightning uh, Malachor, or do you want to wait with Malachor? Uh, I feel like we, I mean, what, we're two and a half hours in. Yeah, we should probably stop. Yeah. But I was just looking so much forward to Malachor. <laughs> Never mind. Look at it this way. Uh, the show notes for next time we, are easier. Yeah, easier, and this way uh, Stefan can be in on the awesome yes. imperialist. Yes, 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 that is true. Okay, so Malachor was great. Uh, 
we have some surprising statistics for next time. Look, we're turning it into clickbait now. It's a teaser trailer. Um, so yeah, a short episode today, Dobby says. No, no, we only there's only two of us. Well, we've actually all four been on at some point during the cast, but uh, we're only two now. Um, so yeah. uh, let's just proceed to shout outs, I guess. Sure. Um, I'll just start. Uh, I'm going to shout out to the entirety of uh, X-Wing community. Be nice to each other, even <laughs> regardless of what you like playing. Um, and then I'll do an extra shout out to Jesper. Absolutely. I am going to shout out Ryan Farmer for his uh his excellent galactic conquest idea which by the way is probably not even remotely balanced but that's fine that's not the point uh really nice to to see that and i'm super excited that like a high profile ish podcast is like pushing narrative like that is like even more narrative and special and weird and special squad building and so on onto a competitive player base because I think they will, it will do them good. So if you haven't tried the narrative, then don't think that it's just for filthy casuals. You will enjoy it as well. And if not, we will keep pushing it until you do. No, sorry. Um, and <laughs> then um, I want to shout out uh, Stephen Byland, who has now sort of officially we made plans to. Uh, next spring, we're going to climb the Kilimanjaro, the highest mountain in Africa, together. And then we're going to go from there, and then we're going to go to Chicago, and then we're going to do Worlds. And it's going to be like a whole little free continents trip for me. It's mm. going to be fun. Awesome sauce. And then, of course, a very special snow uh, shout out to Nobby who I've been thinking a lot of and, you know, I try to sort of do Sari things. So, yeah. Justice for Sari. <laughs> right. Get a picture and put it on a shirt, he says. I have no idea which picture I'm, I'm supposed to be getting. Of, of Kilimanjaro or of Steven? Oh, yeah. And Nobby Probably played. Probably yeah, Nobby played Stephen in Malachor, by the way. The mountain. Okay. Nah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us ramble about AMG and uh, yeah, all of the excellent things. And very impressive of all the, uh, the 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 raiders that stayed around. I mean, we have like I noticed seven people. Here. Oh, it's Wraithus. Rathos is here, even. Okay. Ooh. Thank you, Rathos. I should mention that I heard a little rumor. I haven't actually tried, but I heard a little rumor that Rathos is already putting these standard builds into um, into his squad builder. Is, oh, that wow. a, is that a true rumor, I wonder? Yes, big Stark Lighter. So you just select it, and then it already has all the upgrades, and you can't change them. That is very nice. Sweet. That is very, very nice. Okay. So 
till next time. Till next time. Which I hope will be in two weeks, but who knows? I think I'm good. Wait, it's not going to be in two weeks. It not with me anyway. I am on vacation at that time. So until some point in the future where we will make an episode again. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.